Hey, this is the Pandola Project with your Monday motivation. I'm your host, Matt Pandola. You sure are, Matt Pandola, and I am Jake Parker here to talk about why New Year's resolutions fail. Matt, if you were to make one right now on the spot, what would your New Year's resolution be? Well, first of all, Jake, I don't want to make one on the spot because I want to think through what it is that is going to serve me, my family, my culture, and then I can come up with a better resolution for you myself. You mean not just because I want you to make one? Right. And and I don't want to be influenced by you, Jake, because you know you can be a bad influence on me. You're one of the few who doesn't want that, Matt, but all right. So what would it be? So I would like to have a little bit more time management, and that's something that I'm always working on and struggling with, but better planning, better time management, which equals what? More freedom. I want more free time to spend time with my family so I can be a better dad. And those are things that are becoming more and more important to me as I get older. When I was younger, it was more about external things or I want to win this race or I want to have this accomplishment, even when it comes to income. I mean, big surprise there, right, Jake? Who who doesn't want to make more money? Well, yeah, now I'm starting to question my resolution because it revolves entirely around making more money. Well, you know, you're also a bit younger than me. How old are you, Jake? Yeah, I'm 28. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, I'm almost 20 years older than you, man. Okay, so you've made it and I'm still on my way up. And so, yeah, my goals do center more around my career. And like, okay, I accomplished a lot this year. Now what can I do differently and better next year? And that's the way I look at resolutions. Not necessarily like I am going to get this job and make this much money, but basically I I take the time to just kind of take stock of the previous year, set some new specific goals for the upcoming year. Yeah, and everybody's got their reasons, but if I have more time, man, that's valuable to me. And this is now the point in my life where I want as much time as I can get with my family and have the ability to watch my daughter play a new sport or to focus on homework with her and and help out a little bit more around the house. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But we'll just say that's my goal. So if if I have more specifics when it comes to my planning, then I'll probably be able to achieve that a little bit more. So if I have more than one or two obstacles in my way, I need to figure out why are those obstacles there? What can I do to alleviate some of the stresses in my life? And how can I overcome some of these things that have been holding me back in this previous year? So most of the time, I think our goals, our New Year's resolutions are things that we sort of have failed at the year before. We haven't succeeded as much as we wanted to. So I think that resolutions are based off of good intentions, but we rarely accomplish them because we simply want to change habits and we haven't done the work to change those habits or we haven't done the planning to change those habits. And that's when it comes back down to Jake is big surprise here. I'm going to talk about planning. I'm going to talk about how we can have a daily ritual that's going to improve our overall lifestyle, which in turn is going to give us the success we need or want. And I love that you bring up the time management thing for yourself, because that's something that you've talked about in previous podcasts that were nowhere near January 1st. 
There is nothing magical about the new year. It is simply an opportunity to reflect. But if you have something that you want to achieve and it's August, there's no reason that you have to wait until January 1st. And if you've been struggling to actually act on your resolutions, January 1st is not going to help you. So Jake, what do you hear about resolutions this time of year? Probably the same thing you do, man. I'm going to lose more weight or change up my diet, stop eating crappy food, and I'm going to go to the gym more. Maybe it's I'm going to go to three group classes a week or I'm going to do more yoga classes every week and I'm going to stick to it and people really believe that that's enough to motivate them to actually follow through. Well, here's the problem too is resolutions themselves, they tend to be tough to commit to because, oh, I'm going to eat super clean come January 1st. So I'm just going to eat everything and anything in sight right now. I'm going to eat all those Christmas cookies. Why not? Because if I am going to go on this really strict plan come January 1st, then I better live it up right now. And what's going to happen after you do that? You're going to be psychologically hooked on this crappy food. January 1st comes and you are just seething at that salad. You're just glaring at it, hating it. Yeah. And you've overcommitted, right? You've overreached, you've overextended yourself for some of these goals. Like saying, oh, I'm going to go to three classes a week for spin classes or whatever it's going to be. And you're not even used to going to one class a week. Yeah. So three is a little unrealistic. It might be realistic for some people, Jake. Maybe some people can do that, but realistic or not, this is what kind of habit am I going to form and what works for me. And the reason why I say it might be realistic, well, maybe you're talking about somebody who used to do three, four, five days, six days a week of training. Sure, maybe, but is that person just going to be able to pick it right back up? Even for them, you're going to have to have a ramping period. Yeah. And the answer is it just, it depends, I think, a lot on what your background is like, what your history is like, what kind of habits you have established in the past. And especially when you are trying to create new habits, I think that you have to be careful not to overcommit to make it overwhelming, something that you can stick to and you feel the success even when you're doing, let's say, one more class a week than you're used to instead of committing to, yeah, a whole week of classes or I'm never going to eat another cookie again. So just anything in these absolutes we need to be careful of. And January 1st, like we've talked about, there's nothing magical about January 1st, and it takes a long time to create a habit. December 31st to January 1st is not enough time to create a habit, and when you do create new habits, you usually have to break old ones, you know, the habits that you want to get rid of. That takes even longer, and so that's my point, whereas you need a ramping period, you can't really accomplish both of those things in what could be as short as one day. And have a checkbox system for yourself. So this is where we check off, yes, I accomplished this even small task today, but I accomplished it. So you might have two or three exercises that you want to start your day off with, and it's only going to take about five minutes to do that. So you're going to do some, I don't know, McGill curls, let's say. We're going to get in a little bit of hip mobility, so we're going to get in some hip circles, some glute rainbows, 
okay, so those are the three things we're going to do this morning. And we're going to do that before we start our day, and I can check the box off that I did that. It only took me five minutes, but I can check that box off. Yeah, five minutes, that's pretty realistic, I, I would assume, for most people. Yep, and we're going to have a glass of water water upon rising. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have that glass of water. We're going to check off the box that we had that glass of water. So you notice there's just all these little things that we can accomplish that we can check the boxes off of, and that turns into big things. That's also where we can stay accountable and realize that we are doing a lot of good and we are making progress I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to perform better. All these things are great, but it can be overwhelming. And it's also so far in the future that you're probably going to even see changes that it's more important. I think in the beginning, I have these micro goals, boxes that you can check off and be ready for that. Know what type of boxes that you want to be able to check off each and every day what is it going to look like in your first week or first few days versus three months out? And those micro goals, that gets the momentum going in your favor. You're no longer faced with this daunting, huge goal that you have told yourself you have to accomplish. That's a lot of pressure. Give yourself something a little bit easier, like the water upon rising. I love that one because that literally was one of my goals for a long time. And I took it you know, day by day, and I wasn't too hard on myself if I missed it for a day, and I wouldn't even notice it at the time. But now, years later down the road, this is a part of my daily ritual, and I'm glad that I took the time to slowly form that habit. And then let's also look at failing, failing forward like we talk about, but know when to quit. Sometimes you make these resolutions based off of an idea, and it might be a good idea, but not realistic because you haven't actually gone through it yourself before. So you might say, I'm going to go run every day. No matter what, I'm going to run. Could be good sounding in your head, but then day four or five comes around and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel very good anymore. Yeah, my ankle hurts or my my back is giving me problems. But I told myself I would do this every day, so I guess I have to keep going. And that's going to be just one of those examples where maybe getting on the bike for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, instead of running that day is a better idea. So just replacing one thing that you wanted to accomplish for another thing that's going to give you or serve you a little bit better. That's not quitting. That's just being smart, Jake. Speaking of quitting, I don't like it when other people get involved. Your resolution process is for you. It's not for you to bring up at cocktail parties what you're going to do this year. And if you start to, maybe you're having second thoughts or you want to adjust your resolution, if you went off and told everybody about it, now it's all of a sudden, oh, Jake failed. He's he's not going to do it. I told you he wouldn't pull it off. Some people want you to fail too. And that's, I think, motivating in itself. Sometimes I want to prove people wrong, but you definitely need to have the right people around you that do know your goals that can help to support you, what I call your performance partners. So have those people that are keeping you accountable and believe in you. And also maybe keep things a little bit more realistic for you too. If they know your past, for example, if I tell my wife, My goal in 2020 is to be on time for everything 
every day, all the time. She's she's going to eh, probably laugh at me yeah, and tell maybe. me whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, but she's going to more realistically keep me accountable and say, hey, you told me you were going to be on time. Well, you better get going. And yeah, she's going to expect me to fall off the wagon, so to speak, but she'll keep me a little bit more accountable. And that I need. I need somebody to tell me, hey, you should you should stop working on that right now and get dressed and get ready to go because you have to be somewhere at 8 a.m. Yeah. Reasonably accountable is different from stringent and 100% extreme so I think it's good to have that accountability around you. And in turn, you can also help to keep your performance partners accountable too, right? So it can go both ways. And I think that can be really helpful. But of course, there's the other side of it. Like you said, Jake, when two people at a party talking, they decide that, oh, we're going to lose 20 pounds together. Let's do it. Sure. All right. And what is it? Where is that even coming from? What does that mean? What does 20 pounds mean in that case? Does that mean 20 pounds is going to best serve you or is that going to best serve the other person? And why? What is that going to do? That's going to get you into a specific size for your pants or is that going to get you across a finish line for a triathlon? What does that mean? Yeah. And is it just going to serve to motivate the other person? Sometimes it's going to serve both of you. And sometimes it's, again, something that you'll want to be able to reevaluate and even reestablish a goal, which doesn't mean quitting. And, and I keep saying that because I feel like when people have to adjust or make changes, even slight changes sometimes to their resolutions they feel like that's quitting. So I just, I'm just going to drop it all. I'm a quitter now. And so now I'm going to relapse and it's going to be even worse. My diet's going to be even worse than it was before. Cause I can't do this, but that's what happens when you have this huge hill to climb that you've set up for yourself. Don't set yourself up for failure. And if you do fail, fail forward. We keep talking about failing forward or it's okay to quit as long as you have the right perspective on what that means. But let's also talk about how we need to be tough, how we need to be strong, how we need to push forward, because I don't want this to come across as whatever you do, you can fail and it's okay. That's not what we're saying either. And when you reach for a goal, it should be something that makes you a little uncomfortable, that challenges you. And that does mean that you can fail. And that does mean that it's going to be a struggle at times. So don't expect it to be easy. And I think that there's a lot of times a shock value that we need to be ready for. We need to be ready to be shocked or be uncomfortable with whatever goal we're trying to achieve that's worth achieving. If it's not that hard, it's probably not that good of a goal for us anyways. So it's something that should be still somewhat hard too, right? And when that happens, don't let that throw you off of your path because yes, you're going to meet resistance, probably internal resistance. Your little internal monologue is going to be saying, you don't really want to get up. It's still early. The sun's not up yet. We don't have to go. Well, you're going to have to be prepared for that. And how are you going to handle that? Especially if your motivators are external not everyone's going to be there to motivate you every time you need it. That has to come again from yourself. 
Absolutely. Everybody's got a different why. And I just encourage you out there to think about what is your why? What is intrinsic to you? What's going to serve you and others the best way possible? But understand that it's going to be difficult at times. It's not going to be easy, but at the same time, it should be something that is realistic. So microset those goals for yourself on a daily, weekly basis. I think every three months or so, you should be reevaluating and reestablishing goals, especially when you're talking about goals that are a little bit more realistic for you versus what it is that we think that we need to be able to do within uh, a year or two years. That's so far out there that if you set a three-month goal for yourself, then you're going to have more likelihood of achieving that goal and being able to continue that forward into the next goal, which eventually leads to that year or two-year goal. So that's another bit of advice that I like to give to my athletes and clients is let's look a little bit more at three days, three weeks, three months rather than three years from now. Yeah, there is no such thing as cramming when it comes to accomplishing a goal or a resolution, Matt. So if you were to leave the listener with how to actually succeed at this, and we're going to talk more about this in our next episode, but really quick, what would they want to do to not fail? I would really focus on what are you doing well right now in your life? Where do you find success and happiness and satisfaction Take a few things, jot them down, know what you're doing well. It's always important to reestablish that in your mind or what at least makes you happy. So bring yourself into that place and then write down one thing that really stands out to you that you know needs improvement, that you really want to improve and acknowledge that and then make your goal around that one thing that you really want to improve upon. So keep it simple, stupid, right, Jake? It's pretty simple, man. And when you keep it simple, you don't set yourself up for failure. These are not intended to be something that beats you up. This is supposed to be something that's going to help you. So set yourself up for success and let us know how it goes. Or if you want some help, reach out. We can be emailed pendolaproject at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, too. And remember, every day, not just today, is your chance to set a new micro goal. Thanks for listening.